It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic on this 27th day of October, 6.06 on the clock and about uh, 50 degrees outside, 56 light rain here in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. No, Joey, today I think you'll join us back on the program tomorrow, but we've got a great show coming up for you. Uh, we got J.L. Curving, one of the lead reporters, the sports editor over at The Post, He'll join the program, talk a little bit about the Ohio Bobcats as we get ready for Ohio as they open up on November 4th in prime time against Central Michigan, uh, 7 o'clock. And then, of course, you can hear it on the radio uh, over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105, the flagship for the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, so that's looking forward to that. Looking forward to JL joining the program. Um, but he'll be coming up again around 630 as of right now, I mentioned it on yesterday's program, we'll talk a little bit about the Trimble Tomcats as they gear up and get ready for their big, big regional semifinal matchup against uh, the Newark Catholic Green Wave. Uh, the Green Wave, of course, have a, a nice, they've, they've had a nice season so far. They had a big, big win over Danville, 40-something uh, to a little, it was a lot to little. It was an impressive win. However, uh, Tomcats are still on top. Tomcats are... Uh, they're the one seed in Region 27, uh, Division 7. They are getting the national rankings, uh, the, the, uh, the state rankings in the Ohio AP poll. They moved up from third this past week. They're now into second place, 138 points. Uh, they're just below Marion Local. Um, so it's, again, I, I think that the Tomcats are playing their best football of the season. They have gotten better and better every single week. Now they've had to deal with a couple of tough running backs. You know, they really had to deal with uh, you know, Nate Nimeth, uh last week uh, at quarterback. And, of course, they had to deal with the, uh, the running back, Chris Prince. And Prince was, was almost like Alex Kilborn uh, two weeks ago when it was uh, Monroe Central. But now, you know, against uh, Byrne Union, uh, Prince ran all over the fields. It was tough to bring him down, a big body, 230 pounds. Uh, but the Tomcats came away with the win. And, and at the end, that's all that matters. It was a 35-14 win. Tomcats really did not trail at all in this ball game, And they, uh, again, the, the Trimble finds a way to win. They always do. Seven points in the first, seven in the second, 14 in the third, seven in the fourth. Uh, Burn Union scored in the first and third. Again, a 35-14 win for Trimble. And again, uh, again, it's a tough team in Newark Catholic. They are the five seed. It will be at Gloucester Memorial Stadium, regional uh, semifinal matchup between the two. So that will be a big, big game. Uh, you can hear that. Uh, we're doing a 30-minute pregame uh, instead of the, the normal 10 minutes. So we increased it by 20. We've got Joey hosting the pregame show over on Power 105, and we'll take that all the way up uh, until kickoff uh, with Heath Clemens and I on, on the call. So that, again, looking forward to this weekend. Of course, we'll have the Jambulins out there. We'll be ready. We're rocking. We're rolling. I was able to make sure when the uh, the Tomcats were coming in, I had to turn off the music for the Jambo. We, we can't have the music playing over when you got the marching band coming in, too. So we uh, made sure that was uh, turned off for this past matchup. And 
it up. It helped. 35 14. Tomcats just have to do what they continue to do. It was an impressive outing, I'll tell you, by uh, Bryce Downs. Downs, 15 carries, 65 yard night, three touchdowns responsible for one receiving, two rushing. Uh, he was phenomenal. Uh, and he, he got injured in that second quarter. For Bryce Downs to come out and do what he did in the ballgame in that second half was nothing short of, uh, of spectacular. And for him, you know, it, it's either him, it is whoever. You know, Tomcats find a way to get it, whether it's Tabor Lackey or Blake Guffey. Uh, they are finding a way to win, and that's a, a great, great sign. Uh, Austin Weiser, three receptions, 33 yards. I mean, you could throw a lot of, lot of kids in there uh, that have helped this team up because there's only four or five seniors on this Tomcat team in, in total. It's a very good team this year, and it will be a great team next year. And for Trimble, you know, they, they don't reload. They just, you know, you don't even have to reload. I mean, they just get better and better. Uh, it doesn't matter if they lose anybody the previous year because they lost a lot last year. Uh, but this group of guys, there's, there's something special in there. And even in the uh, interview with the Athens Messenger, uh, Phil Ferris said, 8 uh, 0 is unbelievable. And it's also a tribute to the guys before these guys. They set the tone, and these guys have not slacked off their hard workers. Um, and, and it is a testament to what he has built at that program. 20 wins in the postseason, school history, uh, 13 wins uh, over the, the Phil Ferris era. And it's, it's been special to watch Tomcat football uh, as, it's, as it's gone over, over the last 10, 15 years. They have, they have been fun to watch, and I think it's going to be another fun game coming up on Friday. Uh, for Newark Catholic, you know, they're, they're a tough team. They've blown out a lot of people uh, over the season, and it's a, uh, it's a matchup that will be uh, hard. But every team in this, every team in the postseason at this point will be a hard matchup. Because right now, for the Green Wave, Newark Catholic, they are five and three, but their losses are to teams Johnstown, Monroe. They're six and three in the year. Uh, they lost to Heath. Heath is a team that's seven and two, uh, twenty to fourteen, one score. Uh, and then their next loss was a twenty-three fourteen loss to Licking Heights, uh, which is four and five. And then they blew out Utica, uh, Conanton Valley, a win forty-two to six. Danville, 42-7. to seven. Um, And, and Con, uh, Connaughton Valley, 4-4, four four, Utica, 0-9. You know, that, that's the blowouts at the end here are expected, but they really haven't started to blow out anybody until really the end of the season. They got a one blowout win, 42 to nothing over Lakewood. Lakewood was 3-6. and six. Uh, So if you take a look at the, the schedule, who they played, uh, obviously I think the Tomcats have the, the harder schedule. Whenever you have, you know, a team in, in Waterford or a team in Eastern, uh, those those guys are battle tested, and they'll be ready to go. You know, they. This was definitely one of the harder brackets to go and compete at the top. It's nice that, that the Trimble got the number one seed. However, uh, it is also a, a very tough you know, bracket that they had to go through because that uh, Monroe uh, Central team, they were not. That was not a pushover in week number one. 
you know, they had to go out there in, in battle in that game. It was a 20-20 tie at halftime. And then Trimble, of course, took over after the half, 47-26. to 26. Uh, But that Woodsfield-Monroe Central team, that was a good football team. The uh, Burn Union team, that was a good football team. So I, I think that you know, the, uh, the competition that Trimble has faced stands up there with, with some of the best in the state and, uh, you know, it is a regular season. And I think that benefits them, plus being home at Gloucester Memorial. I mean, they, they play really, really well in their own fields, and there's a potential that they can go all the way into the regional semifinals, regional finals, and have home field advantage. Now, that would be something good. That would be something special, because normally around this time, you're going to neutral site locations. Yeah, you got to travel across the state, hopefully not too far, but you're going an hour, two hours away uh, to play this football game at a a neutral site location. But now you don't really have to worry about that. You got to make teams go into Gloucester and play it. And nobody likes, you know, they know what they're in for when they head over into Gloucester Memorial Stadium. They know it's going to be tough. They know it's going to be a football game. And so far this season, Trimble, 8-0, they ranked second in the Ohio uh, AP poll in Division Seven. They uh, they have done everything right this year, and with what you know, you might have set your expectations toward. I, I, I think they've definitely exceeded you know where everybody thought they might be, and they've taken advantage of the short season. I mean, how hard is it with with a minimal off season to come out there and get tough wins? A tough win over Nelsonville York in week number one. They they got Eastern week number two. You know, I think Waterford was either week four or, or five. It was close to the beginning of the season anyway. But they had to get those tough games out of the way in the beginning. And then they were able to continue and still beat tough teams as they got into the postseason. Uh, Trumbull's schedule got Waterford. That was on the 25th. So you had Waterford on uh, week number five. Then the South Gallia team, 66 to nothing. Uh, again, Monroe Central, 47-26. Burn Union, 35-14. Tomcats were out there and ready. And in the first half, you know, they, they were able to get in there. They were able to tie it against Monroe Central team. But you know, then they made those halftime adjustments. They were able to stop Kilbourne and uh, Malachi Rose Burton, the quarterback for Monroe Central. They made those adjustments, and they were able to, to take those guys out of the equation. That's what they do best. I mean, that the defense is not what it has been, uh, you know, last year. Obviously, last year when you only give up six points in the regular season, that is that is pretty special. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that this team or this defense is not special. I'm just saying that they're not on – it's going to be pretty hard to get any, any team on that level of where they were over the past couple of years. But to lose everybody that they did and to still have a defense – the most points you've given up all season was to Nelsonville York in week number one. Seven points to Eastern. Four shutouts in a row. You get into the most season with a bye. You give up 26 points. That's the second most. And then you give up two scores to Burn Union. But that's it. Yeah, the defense has, has done its job all season long. The offense especially has done their job. Uh, Tabalaki has looked tremendous. We talked about it with Heath a lot. Uh, during the broadcast, you know, Lackey has improved as a quarterback, just how Drew Carter has improved as a quarterback for Nelsonville, York. But Lackey, especially, you know, he, he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Uh, he's able to do it with his legs, and he's got a pretty good arm. And what more can he ask for out of your quarterback? 
But the individual stats for Tabor Lackey, you know, at least on the ground and through the air, 23 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown for Lackey. Through the air, 6 or 10, one interception, 112 yards, two touchdowns. Responsible for three touchdowns in the ballgame. Bryce Downs, uh, obviously responsible for two touchdowns rushing, uh, one receiving. Uh, it, it's a, a well-balanced offense for the Tomcats, and I think it's going to be a, a very, very tough matchup against Newark Catholic, but it's a very winnable matchup. You know, there's, there's a reason why Trimble's the number one seed. It's because they've done it in the past. They've had postseason success, and they... Yeah, they have set that precedent now to where they go out there and they be successful no matter who they face, no matter what team is out there. They will go out there and play hard-nosed football. And that's what everybody has enjoyed watching. That's what you know people are still outside the stadium listening into. Uh, they have done a, a nice job all season long. It's got to be a credit to the coaching staff with Phil Ferris and, and, and his guys and all they've been able to do uh, because to have this level of success not only with one group of kids, right, because you had the four years, um, you know, Connor Wright in that group, Cam Kittle, and now you have the group uh, right now where I don't know if it starts with Lackey or, I mean, it's that this whole team, this whole, you know, the freshman class even underneath them are talented. So these Tomcats are, are here, and they are here to stay. And it, it's been fun to watch them in the postseason um, you know, whenever they need to make a big play, they make the big play. Whenever they need to come up with a big stop, they, they got the big stop. Does not matter what, what any team has thrown at them thus far. And it will be a, a tough matchup again against Newark Catholic. But they have been there. And I think they're ready for it. Phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. 7405926646. A little bit later in the program, uh, J.L. Kerbin will join us. He's a reporter for the Post. He's a sports editor for the Post. Uh, and he's done a couple great other things, uh, you know, journalistic wise, a couple cool internships. And uh, looking forward to talking with him. We'll talk a little bit of the Bobcats coming up. Uh, we'll take a short break. This is the Sportsman on 970 and 970.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day, 800-513-0840, 800-513-0840, 800-513-0840. Call right now. 
800-513-0840. If there's something strange in your backyard, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If there's something smelly and looks kind of weird, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! No Porta John for your event, need a pot for your construction site. Who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If you're needing our help, pick up the phone and call Howard Septic at 740-662-2603. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. This is the Sports Fan on 970 W-A-T-H. It is the Sportsman on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Mills and Mike taking up until 7 o'clock today. As it is the Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting. 56 degrees, cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, we'll have J.O. Kerbin talking a little bit about the Bobcats as we get ready for the restart of the Mid-American Conference. Or I guess the start, they never really started. Uh, they never really finished either with the uh, Mid-American Conference Tournament back for basketball, but it will be the football opener coming up on November 4th. Uh, across the college landscape right now, uh, we saw, if you were listening in, uh, of course, we're a flagship station, uh, we're the, uh, an affiliate station, flagship for the Bobcats over on XTQ, an affiliate right here on 970 WATH of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you know, that game was close until it wasn't between Nebraska and Ohio State. And now Nebraska, of course, has uh, Wisconsin coming up. But now Wisconsin appears to be facing a type of nightmare scenario that coaches feared as soon as the coronavirus pandemic arrived. What happens if an outbreak hits a team's quarterback room? Wisconsin is not commenting on the COVID-19 testing results of individual players. Amid reports that quarterback Graham Mertz has tested positive a second time and cannot play for at least three more weeks. The Badgers conceivably could head into the Saturday's game at Nebraska with Danny Venden. Uh, Danny Vendenboom as their only available scholarship quarterback. And I, you know, I also got a message from a big Nebraska fan in uh, you know, Trevor Stevens, and he says you know, it's not even going to be their second-string quarterback. You know, it, or, or even the third string. Quarterbacks one and three are out for the next 21 days with positive tests. And then uh, the second-string quarterback is out with injury. So they, they being Wisconsin, is going to be all the way down to their you know, fourth-string quarterback. I think it opens up a door for Nebraska, especially if they play the way, you know, in that first quarter, the way they played against Ohio State. Now, if they don't, Wisconsin's still a very, very talented team. They're not going to just roll over because they don't have the quarterback. They'll have to you know, figure out another game plan, and I think that they can. But Wisconsin definitely uh, could could be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you can't just lose you know, your top skill position and then expect to you know have the same result. You know, is is are the Cowboys the same uh, without Dak Prescott? I think the obvious answer there is no. They they are not the same. Uh, of course, you, you had the injury. Dandy Dalton uh, player hit Dalton in the head from the Washington football team as Dalton was sliding down. Uh, that guy was ejected, but it's, again, Cowboys are a different team with Dak Prescott leading the group than they were with Andy Dalton, 
and that'll be the same thing for Wisconsin because uh, it's it's not your QB one. Yeah, all the way down, not even QB two through three. They they're down to four, according to Trevor. So that will be a huge, huge uh, opportunity for Nebraska to sneak away with a win here. So we'll keep our eye on that game as that comes up. Uh, you know, of course, this weekend. Uh, some other news around the area until we uh, we get JL on the program. Uh, Des Bryant has joined the Ravens practice squad after a two-year hiatus. Uh, of course, you know Antonio Brown, we heard earlier, Antonio Brown signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He rejoins with uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, so, and, of course, uh, Antonio Brown was with the New England Patriots uh, for a brief stint. He was only there for one game as he caught a touchdown. Uh, that was after he lost or he left the Raiders and had to go all the way to uh, – yeah, he, he made a scene leaving the Raiders – and then had to go all the way and then, you know, got his spot with New England. And reports came out and New England let him go. Uh, but now he has another chance down with Tampa Bay. Gets another chance with, you know, first Powell Hall of Famer and Tom Brady. As if Tampa Bay needed uh, any more, you know, talent around Brady. But, you know, he's, uh, he's down there. He's with, he's with them. And uh, Des Bryant joins the, again, talented uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but... Des Bryant, again, he's 31 years old, uh, signed with the Ravens earlier today. Um, last played in 2017 where he had 69 catches for 838 yards in his eighth and final season in Dallas. He signed with the New Orleans Saints in November of 18, but tore his Achilles tendon before getting into a game. Uh, now he's on the cusp of getting back onto the field if he's retained his speed, and it's not too rusty. Bryant could add a much-needed deep threat to Baltimore's passing attack that currently ranks 31st in yards per game. Uh, you know, people were talking about, you know, is Lamar Jackson you know, suffering a little bit? Is he still you know, that MVP candidate? Well, he's a deep threat. Uh, if Joey was here, I'm sure he could rattle off, you know, the whole entire Baltimore Ravens roster and say, right, what, what do you mean he needs a deep threat? Well, I mean, if Des Bryant is, is what he was, uh, back, he's not going to be back in his heyday, but if Brian is is close to what he was with Dallas, then that's a huge signing for the Ravens. And I thought the Ravens were going to come away at the top. Maybe even the Steelers come away at the top in the uh, in the AFC here. But yeah, we got to wait and see see what happens with uh, Des Bryant. See what happens with the uh, the Ravens team. Uh, of course. You know, when it is, when they're talking about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Uh, so if the Ravens, Ravens need to sign somebody, and, and they did. Uh, to compete, they'll have one loss. Of course, it was to Kansas City. Uh, but Pittsburgh right now at 6 0 in the AFC North. Uh, Baltimore 5 and 1, Cleveland 5 and 2, Cincinnati 1 and 5. Um, we'll see what Cincinnati does this week. But. As of right now, you know, that's, that's a good Pittsburgh team, and that's a, a pretty intriguing signing for the Ravens with Des Bryant. Again, it's only to the practice squad. Uh, he, he's not in game action yet, uh, but if he does, you know, if that sign goes through, um, we'll see. I, I, I hope to see Des Bryant going out there and, and making plays again. He was an entertaining player to watch, uh, but that, you know, the core trio from the uh, – Dallas Cowboys with Romo and Bryant 
and uh, tight ends, Witten. Yeah, they're all separated now. And of course, you know Romo's on the on TV. But for Des Bryant, it's a uh, good place. That's a good good team to sign with, and that's uh, definitely a place where he wants to uh, he wants to be. The other news, I think we've uh, we heard it yesterday. Uh, Cleveland Browns have placed star receiver Odell Beckham Jr. on injured reserve two days after he suffered a season-ending knee injury in a win at Cincinnati. So with Des, uh, Des Bryant signs with the Ravens and, of course, uh, you know that injury to Odell Beckham Jr. at the top level. Right now, we join on to the program, and we welcome in J.L. Curvin, the sports editor of The Post. J.L., it's been a while. I haven't seen you in person in a while, but how are you doing? Hey, Connor. How you doing, man? Uh, yeah. With everything going on, it's been down not being able to see you, but it's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's it's good to hear from you too. I know you had a couple cool. I haven't seen you. Not only have you been you know busy and stuff, but you've been doing a couple cool internships with the Detroit Free Pass and, and everything of the sort. But you know, I'm excited to see what happens with, with your next chapter outside of outside of college. But for right now, you know, sports center for the post, and you got a pretty exciting season coming up. Yeah, I thought I would be covering football in the spring, but. Glad I got this six-game season actually in football weather. Should be fun. That's looking pretty exciting this year. So there was a recent press conference with uh, Frank Solich, and of course with the Bobcats coming back uh, on November 4th, they open up away at Central Michigan. Preseason poll had them, JL, at, at the top. Um, what's your assessment of this team as we head into their, their first game next week? Well, um, yeah, the Mac, the Mac did give Bobcats that top ranking. I, I have them somewhere around two or three. Uh, you know, having to answer that question about who's going to be the starter, especially when your first game is against Central Michigan, the defending Mac West champion, it's that's not the best way to start a season. Also, um, two weeks later, you got Miami in Miami, so no no favors for the Bobcats there. So I think those those first three games could end up hard, hindering their Mac title hopes. So do you think that there's going to be some kind of quarterback rotation? Could we see Curtis Rourke and Amani Rogers, you know, going back and forth between you know, getting snaps underneath center? Or uh, you know, what, what, I guess there is no game plan for their starting quarterback at this moment. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a high possibility. Talking to Coach Solis, he said that he would like to have a decision, but he, this race has been closer than he even imagined. So we could see something again like 2017 when Nathan and Quentin Maxwell shared, shared snaps, but both guys have their pluses. Curtis obviously has the best arm on the team. It's like a cannon. And then Armani has that rushing ability. So OU's line is a little bit young right now. I think Armani's rushing ability would be a big play. But if you got two quarterbacks, why not use them both? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, what was it, Quentin Maxwell? There was a, a play against Miami not too, what was that, two years ago at this point? There are, the years are just running in together, but Ohio had, had fell to Miami, and they brought in uh, Maxwell to throw the deep ball, right? Right. Yeah, it's just, having, it's just about fit at this point. I mean, Curtis has been very impressive in camp so far. He's hitting all his throws. The coaches are really high on him, but Armani does have that experience and that ability to extend the play if the pressure tends to overwhelm this young offensive line. When we had Tim Albin on the program, uh, it's got to be about two months from, from now, but 
Uh, we, we had him on the program. We were talking about the quarterback situation, uh, but it wasn't only just, you know, Curtis Rourke and Armani Rogers. Uh, you know, he was kind of high on C.J. Harris, too. I mean, has there been any uh, – is this a two-man, you know, uh, you know, battle for, for the starting spot, or could we maybe even see C.J. Harris working his way in there? C.J. definitely had his flashes. Coach Solich definitely wanted to emphasize that. He's been impressed with him, but – it's hard to get reps with three different guys, and fortunately for CJ, sometimes he is the odd man out. You know, you talked a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, you know, do you think the offensive line is going to be a, a, an issue this year, or do you think they're just young and, and we'll have to learn on the fly? I mean, what what kind of production are we going to get out of them? Well, you got Brett Kittrell in this at the center, which is you know that's your heart and soul of that line. He's a Remington watch list guy. You know, he's definitely going to be someone that held that unit together but this line lost three tackles to graduation last season so replacing you know that position is going to be a huge concern for so you know the tackle that's who's blocking your blind side and if they can't if they can't handle blitz packages you could see the offense have to defer a little bit more and do you think that you know maybe uh, let, let's say the offensive line cannot handle you know a blitz package are you going to have to You'll find a way to run it, or are you going to rely on on the quarterback's arm? Sorry about that. It cut out for a second. Uh, uh, so that, let's let's just say you know the offensive line is is a little bit shaky to begin the game. You know, are, are you going to try to get the running backs with? I mean, you have a talented running back in O'Shawn Allison, uh, you know, Demontre Tuggle, uh, among the few. And uh, do you try to get your running backs in the game early when it comes against Central Michigan? Or are you going to try to establish yourself with the pass? Oh, definitely the run. I mean, probably the deepest room on Ohio's roster is those running backs. You got O'Shawn, who's been a little bit banged up for this camp, but he should be good to go next week. The Montreal Tuggles had a great camp. Julian Ross is there. And uh, Coach Lewis was really high on Javari Portis, the redshirt senior from Cincy. So we could see a lot of different guys in the mix there in that running back room. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously they were always fun to watch. O'Shawn Allison had a phenomenal year last year. Uh, Tuggle with the touchdowns, he just seems to to break away. Uh, you know, he had that breakaway speed for uh, for Demontre Tuggle. Uh, you know, that was always fun to watch him you know, run the ball last year. And um, you know, one of the things, obviously, since the season is is starting later than than normal, uh, you have all the pro, uh, COVID protocols and all the sorts. I mean, how has Ohio really been? been affected i mean what what plans do they have in place uh to make sure that something like uh, wisconsin's dealing with right now in the quarterback room with uh with covid positive tests you know how, how does ohio prevent something like that from happening well the good thing for the bobcats is they started this pretty early since march they've been wearing masks and practices and enforcing those social distancing rules but in terms of just you know testing and catching stuff these guys get tested four times a week so, I mean, you add the, you add the social distancing, you have the numerous, numerous amount of tests. Nobody's tested positive since testing has started, and they've been really high on that. Seems like the guys, you know, are really responding well to it since they've been doing it for so long. And with the up and down of everything, they're just happy to have a season. They don't really have anybody. You don't have to worry about the team breaking rules or anything like that. It's just a matter of everybody in the conference has to be on there right protocol because if Central has something that comes up with them, that affects OU season as well. 
Right. I mean, it's not only just you know, protecting your program, but it's protecting the whole conference, especially with the conference-only schedule. Uh, yeah, as we take a look at the schedule, I mean, it, what are the, the big games? Obviously, Miami's always a big game. Central Michigan won the West last year. Yeah, but what is there a game that, that you think will determine this season? I mean, it always seems like Miami, uh, if, if we beat Miami, we got a shot to go to Detroit. But if you know we, we can't beat them, we've lost to Miami two years in a row now. I mean, what what's the uh, what's that big game that we got to circle on the schedule to to tune in for? Definitely Miami, but I would also say Buffalo. Buffalo has Buffalo gave OU a really good game last year, twenty one twenty. They're coming back. They were they're basically returning their entire defense, and they had the best defense in the MAC. So, you know, that's only week four. Hopefully by then, OU sort of has that quarterback situation figured out, whether it's Armani or Curtis or a system of both. But if they don't, that could be a long day in the convo if OU can't figure out how to stop that defense. Yeah, and you know, it was a uh, – hopefully they are able to figure something out. I mean, obviously you want you know, one solid quarterback, just like how they shifted to you know Nathan Rourke, and he did a phenomenal job here. Uh, probably the second-best quarterback, or maybe you could even make an argument for the first, but Tettleton, of course, uh, is, is at that top of the conversation. Um, you know, shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, obviously when, when Jimmy Burrow stepped down, uh, of course, to go watch Joe play, um, you know, Ron Collins uh, stepped up as a defensive coordinator, uh, a little bit of a, a, some defensive issues at the beginning of the year, but they definitely smoothed it out towards the ends. Uh, what, what's this defense expected to do? here in year number two under Ron Collins. Defense is extremely excited. Ron Collins was saying the other day how, like, even though he's been with the staff about nine years, it was weird for him being the guy last season. He had a lot of questions that he had to answer, and he felt like he sort of settled into that role, and the guys are really responding to everything that they need to do. So a little bit of the opt-outs have hurt this defense. Marlon Brooks and Dylan Connor, which were – Two major pieces in the Bobcat success last season won't be with the team this year, but there's a lot of guys looking to step up. Alvin Floyd is going to fill in for Javon Hagen, which is a big loss, but he's in that spark plug. He's going to bring a, a sense of energy to the defense. The defensive backs, their deep room, excited. You got Dylan, you got Jared Dorsey, excuse me, coming back. Keith Thompson's looking to have another big year. This defense is extremely exciting. Because there's a lot of new faces and a lot of guys eager to prove that that slow start at the beginning of last season was just a fluke. Yeah, and uh, you know, who who do you think that the Bobcats or Bobcat fans are gonna be surprised about? Who 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 do you think is the next kind of breakout star uh, that that fans can go out there and, and watch? Is it on the defensive side, or is it on the offensive? Side? Are we gonna get another Javon Hagen? That's been fun to watch. Or who do you think is the uh, you know that explosive next player? for Bobcat fans to pay attention to? One player I've been hearing about all camp is Jeremiah Wood. Wood is playing strong side of safety, not not safety, strong side linebacker. He's filling in for Connor's spot, and he is just absolutely owning that position right now. He came to OU as a safety, bulked up, transitioned, and coaches just say he's a great kid. He's learning the system extremely fast. He's developing a leadership role, I think Jeremiah Wood is going to be that guy that really surprises Bobcat fans this season. Oh, hopefully. I mean, sounds like he's a, an explosive guy. Sounds like he's you know, somebody who could step up on that uh, 
on that defense. Uh, is anything else with the Bobcats? I mean, I know it's been a weird year this year, but uh, any other quirks that's been going on in this season? One player I would definitely say to keep your eyes out on is Cam Odom. A lot of people were a little disappointed that he had a career-low season, but a lot of people don't know he was facing a toe injury all the season that basically hampered him, and he wasn't able to score off the ball. He had surgery in March, and he's just thrilled to get back on the field. They're saying that he's running faster, he's more explosive, his route tree is expanding. Cam Odom is definitely primed for a big year. Um... You know, I just mentioned a wide receiver, and I mentioned another one. Shane Hooks has been yes. just insane <laughs> in camp. Um, I mean, the coaches, they were really, really high on him. He's making one-handed grabs all over the place. He is somebody that is just trying to have another big year. He was elected for the Bobcats last year, but I definitely think if they put the ball his way, he's going to have some highlight real places. And what about, I mean, I'll ask a local question because we had a, you know, another wide receiver coming out of Nelsonville, York, uh, with Keegan Wilburn. Has there been any news on the, the Nelsonville, Ohio kid? One thing cool about Keegan is he has a great relationship with CJ. They're actually talking to CJ the other day. CJ said him and Keegan are best friends. So CJ, CJ Harris is somebody that, like, while he might not see the field too much because of being a freshman, He's been building a relationship with Cam and Keegan. That might be a that might be a relationship that plays dividends on Bobcats. Maybe not this season, but next season or later down in the future. That would be cool to see. Obviously, we've had some success down here in Southeast Ohio. Cam Kittle going up to Ohio State as preferred walk-on. Uh, you know, Keegan Wilburn, member of the Bobcats. Uh, so, again, looking forward to the season and as it gets up and going. Uh, but, J.L., always appreciate your time. You know, what? what's next for you? I mean, you got the Bobcats coming up. I mean, is there anything other special that's uh, that's going on right now? Well, mostly, um, you know, we got this weird sort of transition of football to basketball. Just anticipating that. They're talking to the a couple, couple days. So, um, you know, this is a really exciting time for Bobcats fans. Didn't know what was going to happen with the sports. It seems like the match has sort of figured out a way for everything to come back. So, yeah, my usually I have that nice little little dividend of fall, winter, and spring sports, but all that's kind of coming together, and really it's just been a blast to be a part of it. Is there any, I mean, obviously a lot of these those meetings have been through Zoom, right, when you're going into the, these uh, these coaches' meetings or uh, player interviews? Oh, yeah, everything, everything has been Zoomed, but, um, you know, it's been – months and months of that, so that's just sort of second nature now, but um, it's been great, you know, it's weird to be that far from the players, but they've been great, they've been opening up, you know, they're just really excited for the opportunity to represent OU, and I think we'll see a big year out of everybody. Well, hopefully, uh, again, this is J.L. Curvin, the sports editor of The Post here in Athens. Uh, I, I, I say it's a student newspaper. Obviously, it is. But, you know, you do a tremendous job with all the stories. Always enjoy reading uh, what you write. And I uh, can't wait to see what you do in the future. But J.L. Kerbin, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Connor. It was great to, great to hear your voice again and be on talking about cat football. It's one of my favorite subjects. Yeah, it was always exciting. And, you know, don't be, uh, don't be a stranger. Call in any time, and I'll have to get you on more often. Absolutely. Thanks, J.L. 
Again, J.L. Kerbin, sports editor over at the Post. We'll take a short break right here on the Sportsman. On the other side, Major League Baseball. Does it come down to today? Do the Dodgers get their first title since 1988? Or does Tampa Bay take their first title to extend it to a Game 7 in search for their first ever franchise World Series title? We'll talk about it on the other side. This is the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Charlie Atkins is an experienced county commissioner. His 30 years as a first responder gives him the knowledge to work with our county's emergency response teams. His years as a union rep at Ohio University made him a tough negotiator, and that saved us over a million dollars on our jail contract. Charlie Atkins is the voice of working people in county government. Charlie Atkins represents all of Athens County as a proud public servant. On November 3rd, we elect Charlie Atkins, Athens County Commissioner. Paid for by the friends of Charlie Atkins. Fruit has curbside pickup. Call your fruit to place a curbside order today. Simply call Fruit General Store or Fruit Pharmacy and tell our friendly fruit associates what you need. Once your order is ready, a fruit associate will let you know you can come pick up. Upon arrival, call your store and a staff member will bring your purchase to your car. Thanks for shopping with us. Fruit is proud to be a part of your community. Visit us at fruitpharmacy.com. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and his knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Cars, cars, cars. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you, too, can serve part-time in the community you love, visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for The Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. Goes the mic alongside. Well, Joey's not here. Used to saying that, but uh, no Bedore today. I think we'll have him back tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what he is. Uh but, you know, looking up, uh, looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to next week. Uh, obviously, with the Bobcats coming back on the 4th, we just heard from J.L. Kerbin. Uh, again, does a tremendous job with the the, uh, the Post here at the student newspaper over in Athens. Um, it's, it's interesting to see what the Bobcats will do because you know, they have the, those talented quarterbacks and Curtis Rourke and Armani Rogers. Uh, from what it sounds like, Armani Rogers has a little bit more of a he can run a little bit. He, he uses his legs a little bit better uh, than maybe Curtis Rourke does at this stage in his development. But 
we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm excited to see which quarterback will get thrown out there and uh, who would we get to see first coming up against Central Michigan. Again, that game is away and in primetime uh, on ESPN. You can watch it, but if you can watch it or you can listen to it. Uh, when you listen to it, tune on Russ and Rob Cornelius. Uh, Russ Eisenstein, Rob Cornelius over on the flagship station for the Ohio Bobcats, uh, 105.5 WXTQ. Um, so that's a uh, excited to hear them back on the radio, too. I know uh, Russ has been doing the uh, the coaches' shows back-to-back weeks uh, with Frank Solich, a couple of the, uh, the football guests, uh, football players coming on. So it's, uh, again, things are getting back to a sense in this time and day where it is, I don't want to call it normal, but it is getting back to we got the football back on in the area. We're going through the OHSA postseason where it is this time of the year where there should be you know, good good football on, and there is. You know, at, at this stage in the football season, you know, we, we've narrowed it down to, what is it now, eight, nine, 12 teams uh, in, in the postseason. So we, we are in an area where you know, it, it's beginning to, to be a little normal, obviously with basketball coming back on November 25th. That is a uh, uh, change. That's uh, a, a little bit of a, uh, if they go to a conference-only schedule, I think they're going to try to play, uh, you know, the non-conference games too. But we got to wait and see what, what they want to do with that. Coming up tonight, it will be game six of the World Series between the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. For the Dodgers, they're in search of winning their first World Series title since 1988. It has been a long time. 3.2-something billion dollars that the Dodgers have spent since the last time they were in the postseason. And it is, it, it's been time. The Dodgers, of course, get into the World Series uh, three out of the last four, four years. Uh, it, it's, I would like to see the Dodgers win the World Series just because of how hard it has been for them to go all the way this way and to not come away with a, a, a World Series title. Uh, they they got to – Rays have been fun to watch. I think Rays are going to be in the World Series. Uh, the way that they play, I, I, they have a chance at, at doing what the Dodgers have done. Uh, but I would like to see Justin Turner win a World Series. I would like to see you know, Clayton Kershaw uh, hoist the title. Uh, yeah, those those guys have been around in baseball a long time, and I think that those guys are at the tail end of their career. It's not like a poppy uh, you know, David Ortiz situation where he, he won the, the title early, but uh, it, it, it would be nice to see a couple of those veterans on the Dodgers get that World Series title. Uh, so at least, yeah, maybe even Clayton Kershaw can say that he got he got the ring. Maybe it, I don't think it totally erases his postseason woes, but it does make it a little bit better once you get the um, once you get the title. At least you could say that you won it. But tonight, uh, the lineups are out. Um, Don Solon for the Tampa Bay, uh, for the Dodgers out on the mound. Uh, Snell is out on the mound for, uh, for Tampa Bay. This game has it right now. The uh, consensus is that, that the Dodgers win it. It's about a 56% chance uh, according to ESPN Analytics, we'll see what happens. Blake Snell, uh, postseason, doesn't have a win or loss on record. 3.86 ERA, four and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, two hits, nine strikeouts, four walks. And then for uh, Gonsolin, 
6.75 ERA. Uh, only pitched a, an inning in a third, one hit, one strikeout, one walk, and gave up a home run. We'll see if there's a little bit more of a uh, longevity to uh, console. And I don't think the Dodgers want this to go to Game 7. They probably want to win it tonight. They don't have to worry about going to a Game 7 because when it's gone to a Game 7, they, they have not come away victorious. They got to get the job done in 6. Uh, we go back before the World Series. Joe and I were talking about it, and I said, Thought Dodgers in six. And if the Dodgers win tonight, you better be sure that I'll, I'll be texting him and saying, hey, look, <laughs> I told you uh, Dodgers in six. But these uh, Angels, uh, Los Angeles and, and Tampa Bay, two good teams, fun World Series. If it doesn't go to game seven, it's still been a good World Series. Uh, obviously with the uh, game that Tampa Bay Rays won last uh, with the crazy ending, you know, that that was a special moment, almost like the 1980. People have related it to the 1986 World Series when it was uh, the ball underneath the legs of Bill Buckner, and the Mets come away to win. But that was a game six uh, where that mistake happened. You get to seven, and then the Mets come away with the win. But nobody talks about the last game of the series. They always talk about the, uh, you know, unfortunately, with with uh, what happened to Buckner, and of course uh, Buckner is no longer with uh, with us here, and. Uh, so and, and I think that Boston fans have made their peace with him. Uh, obviously, you can't put the whole series on his shoulders back in 86. But uh, it, it, and if the Dodgers come around and, and lose this series, if, if Tampa Bay wins these next two games, you know maybe you, you start looking at, uh, is it Chris Taylor in the outfields? I don't think he would be the scapegoat. Uh, it could be Smith, the catcher, because he didn't catch the ball. You know, he went for the tag, even though... Uh, Arizona was was one of the bases, and he tripped. You know, he he was going to be out by a mile. All that uh, the catcher really had to do for the Dodgers was catch the ball and and wait for him to get there. He was caught dead in between third and home. But we'll see. You know, we'll see what the Dodgers do tonight. Um, that should be a, a fun game to watch. Of course, we won't have it on the station here. We got CBS News coming up next uh, at the top of the hour. And then the, uh, the next big sporting event for us will be over on Power 105. Again, as we got Trimble and uh, the newer Catholic Green Wave. That game should be tough game. Very winnable for, for Trimble. Can't overlook newer Catholic, especially since this is the regional semifinals. But it, it's the exciting part of the year. We got more football coming up. Um, the other change that we heard earlier today is the uh, game for the Cincinnati Bengals on the 15th has been flexed to a 435 game, I believe. I can double-check that real quick. But there is a, uh, yeah, week 10, NFL has moved Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, that game, instead of at 1 o'clock, will now be played at 425 on Fox on November 15th. They flex that game. I guess they've liked what the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have done. Uh, you know, they've been a fun team to watch. And obviously, when you're going against an undefeated team in the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's almost must-watch TV. That's, uh, that's what you got. You know, it's a, uh, that should be a fun game to watch. But you know, things are, are heating up. And when you have, you know, World Series Game 6 on tonight, when you got uh, your... 
three weeks now into the postseason for the OHSAA. If you're Trimble, since you had the bye, wins against Monroe Central, wins against, uh, you know, Burn Union, you know, now third try. It's a, uh, again, this, this is the time of the year that things really get exciting and, and you can really get into it. Uh, if you haven't been following all season long, at least you get this. You know, and, and hopefully that you know, we're, we're able to, to stay safe, stay healthy, and to you know, bring back all sports, not just you know, football for the Mid-American Conference. I know they got plans for the winter sports and they got plans uh, for the fall sports that should have been played here in the fall. they got plans to bring it back you know, sometime between March and April and May, whenever they start to bring them back. But that's always a, a nice thing where they get that opportunity to play. Um, but yeah, we're, as long as we keep on doing the right things, we'll be, uh, we'll be all right. Um, again, Friday, Trimble, Newark Catholic. On Saturday, unfortunately, nothing going for us. Uh, we talked about Nelsonville, York uh, extensively yesterday. I uh, won't bring up too much other than that they've had a, a, a tremendous year. Uh, they had tremendous growth, and they, you know, hopefully we, we get to see that team, you know, not only, you know, respond to losing a lot of guys, uh, but also to continue on the success that they had and get better next year. And I, and I think they will. I think they will. Uh, it's been the Sportsman right here on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Connor Mills signing off. Appreciate J.L. Carvin coming on to the program, talking about the Bobcats, and of course, for you to listen it in. Our next program will be tomorrow, right here, same time, same place, 6.06, and CBS News at the top of the hour is next. Looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to a couple big games. It's only Tuesday. We'll come back on Wednesday. This has been the Sportsman. We'll see you later. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Athens.